Hi and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani and the topic for today's episode is the power of CEOs on social media. Brands have been active and understand the value of social media today, but it's equally important to humanize your brand and add a face to it. To help me dwell further into this topic, I have Vijay Shankaran on the episode today. Vijay has over 25 years of experience in the field of marketing, with most of it at the agency's end. Besides having helped brands grow, he is the founder of V2 Digital Consulting, which works with CEOs and CXOs to strategically evolve their digital presence and thought leadership. So without further ado, let me begin our conversation. Hi, Vijay, and welcome to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. It's a real pleasure for me to get you on this podcast, especially with the kind of experience that you have. Thanks, Prashant. Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast and look forward to our conversation. Uh, so Vijay, I think in you know some of our earlier conversations that we have been having, I know that you know you have been in the industry for the last twenty five odd years now. Uh, so just want to get you know your perspective in terms of how has the marketing industry changed over the last few years, and can you probably put some more light on that? Sure. So I'll give you an agency side view because uh, I've been largely on the agency side except for one stint uh, an MNC on the client side. Definitely. When I started, I think uh, marketing was far more driven by mass media advertising and the power of uh, distribution. Uh, really innocent days uh, where a new middle class was hungry for new products. Uh, we were not so jaded then. Uh, right. Advertising where we still didn't test an ad storyboard to death, uh, at least not in uh, the agency I worked at uh, that time, Zen Communications, uh, writer with uh, Bharat Dabulk, uh, the famous ad man. It was far more gut feel led. Uh, In the last decade after social, of course, I think uh, as come about and uh, programmatic, I think digital is now largely driven by paid media, by an algorithmic advertising. And I I think it's uh, more towards a lot more automation and technology and uh, paid. Right. Uh, I think the uh, core uh, intuitive brand led approach uh, and, and, and great content which really built brands is by and large missing in the larger space. There are a few brands which are doing it right. But by and large, I think uh, social especially, I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, just streaming from, you know, what you just mentioned. And obviously, you know, digital and social media have and will continue to play a huge role uh, for brands. Uh, so where do you think, you know, uh, social media lies today and what is the importance of social media, especially, you know, when it comes to, you know, brands and their CEOs and CXOs perspective? Uh, so uh, I think all along coming from a, uh, advertising in a more holistic kind of background, I've always believed that developing a social culture is more important than the kind of templated outbound bond channels and social networks have been reduced to it. Right. Uh, it's really become an empty chasing of uh, numbers and gaming the platform metrics and uh, uh, consider the kind of interviews I've done across the board uh, yeah. of copywriters and creative guys. A really bad daily brand content, you know, compared to what you see on television and what goes out uh, as brand content on Facebook and stuff. I know I'm right. sounding a bit cynical, but... Uh, no, no, I think that's... That's, that's, that's been my kind of experience. Right. And uh, if you stand back and look and say like, you know, uh, especially for premium brands or what I would say is not the mass youth brands, which still have it easier because social media 
has that same kind of audience how many brands have really marketed migrated their uh, core loyalty program customers to their social platforms and created uh, powerful stories uh, out there you know i'm not talking about the occasional video you do and you know but right. as an ongoing thing so i i think uh, uh, for all the talk of integrated digital uh, it's still kind of been uh, relegated to a, a, a smaller piece and especially after uh, uh, social media reach fell through and it's all become paid Right. So you have a whole lot of brands uh, which have just abandoned social to whatever organic thing they can keep getting, right. and uh, uh, it's it's not really thought through or integrated. Yeah, so I think moving from that and moving to you know where your forte actually lies currently, how focused do you think brands are? You know, on their CEOs or CXOs social media pages, do you think brands are doing enough to create and promote? uh their cxos pages uh i'd say the uh, uh not so much the social media pages as much as the voice uh, uh the authentic authenticity of the uh, cxos voice versus just a token presence Correct. and uh, my work largely uh, uh is uh, working with either the corporate office or the comms uh, team to uh, uh give it a strategic underpinning to give it some kind of structure and guardrails and to work with the cx of the cfo makes time available or at least with the comms team to say okay how how do we kind of uh, uh, leverage that presence into something which is aligned with business objectives it is also authentic and is coming from you know it's not just a copy paste of the uh, corporate content and uh, until now so far ceo image has been uh, narrowly seen in terms of media coverage in the earlier years when i first kind of stepped into digital pr right uh, so the emphasis was more on media tra- training on handling print and tv interviews right. and the digital presence was more an afterthought but as hmm. comms people have tried to kind of stay relevant with digital you know that's changed in the past few years but it's still not very strategic it's it's more ad hoc sure so you know my next question is is two parts uh one is you know why do you think it's important for cxos to be active on social media you know either directly or through their comms team and secondly if you believe that you know cxos and ceos become more active on social media uh do you think they would start receiving more consumer complaints more consumer feedback and is this a good thing or a bad thing so i think say 2020 the question should be why aren't cxos active on social you know <laughs> yeah we right. been uh, uh, drinking from the digital kool-aid especially for guys like me from 2000 onwards yeah. so it's uh, and, and more than a decade now that social media has been kind of evangelized and talked to that so uh, uh, it really is uh, uh, a mystery to me that uh, cxos still aren't taking advantage of it right uh, secondly uh, this issue of customer complaints i think is uh, just overhyped in the sense they can easily be handled right uh, if you have a customer complaint problem whether the cxo is on social or not your brand is getting uh, a bad rep anyways right uh, it can be handled by the customer support kind of responding to all day to day routine complaints and right. there is really a kind of massive grievance which could blow up uh it helps for the cxo to kind of respond uh, online or offline or whatever uh, sure. and and really show that uh, we, for all the talk of customer centricity uh, uh, this is uh, an opportunity to convert a upset customer into someone who's you know at least uh, satisfied with the redress uh, 
Uh, that's still a smaller part. I think the larger part is for the CXO to kind of build on his own kind of uh, uh, reach and network, which really comes uh, useful when you have a brand crisis. Uh, you're, you're not just there arriving on uh, Twitter or LinkedIn to put out a boilerplate PR statement. Right. Uh, you're able to kind of put a human face to it and uh, be transparent. Right. Which a lot of custom uh, CEOs in USA have done it. Some of the uh, CEOs in Asia have done it. The aviation industry is a, is a good example. Sure. But sure. Uh, by and large, I don't. I, I think the opportunity uh, for a CXO is as, as you have a a, a younger uh, workforce uh, which is active on social. Uh, you need to be social uh, both in, in, inside the uh, company and outside. If you're still in a kind of uh, CEO's corner intranet with a speech mm. uh, once in a fortnight or a month, then that's yeah. not really connecting with your uh, uh, frontline customers. So right. I, I think the uh, approach is uh, twofold and uh, it has to really encompass uh, just listening to all your stakeholders and engaging with them and being seen as honest. Nobody's expecting you know all companies to get it perfect, all brands to be perfect all the time. Just right. the act of striving and being human can win you a lot more fans uh, than being silent or being avoiding the whole issue. So they all kind of uh, uh, want it. <laughs> I know yeah. CXOs who want their second level business leadership to all be active on social. Right. They themselves won't need this uh, time for uh, to lead by example. So it continues to be a challenge. Sure, sure. So I think something what you know, you just mentioned actually uh, brought a very interesting uh, question to my mind uh, was that there are a certain set of CEOs and CXOs that are currently on social media representing their brand while there are a bunch of them who still aren't. Uh, now, do you see this happening because of, you know, is, is this because of a generation gap? You know, does, yeah, does the age actually matter? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'd say it's more sectoral. So you have young uh, CEOs uh, from the whole startup and uh, IT uh, kind of space right. who are very, very uh, uh, online and to the other extent where they can, you know, uh, uh, get into uh, problems because they don't have a strategic kind of approach. It's more personal-led. They, they, they kind of uh, are active at a very personal level and they're kind of very close to the brand and the company. And uh, uh, on the other hand, I, I have worked in uh, BFSI uh, where there are very uh, geeky, you know, financial expert kind of CEOs who, for whom uh, kind of engaging on social and is, is a whole new challenge. That's not their domain. That's not something uh, they're comfortable with. And, but they may be in their 40s. They're not, they're not really what I would call the analog generation or they're not really, they're grown up with social. It's not as if uh, they're not yeah. aware of it. True. But uh, because either they are from the B2B IT sector or they are, I mean, the enterprise IT kind of sector or it's sure. BFSI. Uh, so those are the sectors where you find uh, irrespective of age, the CX are still kind of reluctant to be on Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, as you were speaking on a slightly lighter note, uh, I remember an incident which actually left me quite baffled. A few months ago, I was chatting with an MD CEO of a small NBFC firm and he wanted to come on to social media, but unfortunately, not for all the positive reasons we've been discussing, but instead just to increase his digital equity by setting an objective of getting 2000 followers in six months. And his logic was that if people like, you know, Anand Mahindra and Richard Branson could do it, he felt even he could. 
I found this, you know, a little interesting for the lack of a better word. Uh, so have you faced something similar in the recent past? So uh, uh, at least in my current uh, consulting, I've not had those kind of clients come to <laughs> okay. start with a disclaimer that uh, 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 no vanity metrics and uh, don't ask how many followers after one month. So Anand is a, a, a exception to the rule. Uh, right. Uh, in fact, I, I did a slide share uh, presentation which kind of went viral 10 years ago when he, 11 years ago when he started on social he, he, he was exceptional because he started early that's one true uh, he, he he learned what a retweet was by making mistakes and asking users right. and uh, uh, some of the things he has uh, done are uh, very different firstly he, he's got really cool brands to talk uh, about uh, true, in the automotive true. space then the brands uh, Mahindra Group is in uh, has. Uh, I think he's also been a kind of. Uh, uh, I, I think he's used social to achieve the kind of image of integrity which uh, uh, Tata possibly had. Yeah, I, we've had the thing of uh, many cases of uh, follower envy. I would call it. Right. And uh, uh, there are interesting uh, episodes. Uh, there is a textile tycoon who's only. Uh, goal was to not just 200,000 was to have a million followers right. and his previous agency had been buying followers yeah <laughs> and, that uh, happened and, and uh, as head of digital strategy at the agency I was at that time I kind of did an analysis of the followers yeah and uh, it came from very suspicious parts of eastern Europe and all of that <laughs> So currently, that uh, uh, tycoon has, I think, two million followers. Uh, so yeah. all paid for. So you try to deal with it, and uh, you try to kind of discourage it. And uh, there are cases when my team has gone out and bought followers for those guys, but sure. uh, I kind of uh, uh, personally not uh, recommended any of it because uh, you, you're talking of your personal reputation. Correct. Uh, Agree. If someone Agree. just goes and looks at your follow stream and you know you have these kind of handles which are tweeting about the last sale or whatever right uh, then then all your effort is pretty hard true yeah and I, and I think you know i couldn't agree more because uh and that's something which you know even i conveyed to that md who reached out to me saying that i mean if you know you go out buying followers uh, you're never going to actually uh, reach your goals or objectives and definitely i think you know if your objective is getting a certain number of followers without actually making an impact on your brand or your self-image, uh, then I don't think, you know, it's it's a viable choice to actually take. Uh, you know, great. I mean, I think this, this session has been quite interesting. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, all the listeners uh, will definitely find this interesting. And especially if people, you know, who manage uh, comms or even people who manage social media for their brands, I'm sure they're going to go back, you know, learning uh, a lot more. Uh, and in case if they have their CEOs or CXOs not, you know, currently on social media, I'm sure they're going to look at it a little more seriously now uh, and probably also <laughs> just may get in touch with you uh, to, you know, help them out in, in that sense. Thank you, Prashant, for having me. I think it's an interesting chat. Thank you so much. So for the rest of us, in case if you would like to get a few more thought starters on this topic, you can reach out to Vijay on LinkedIn. And in case if you want to spark a discussion or share any thoughts, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter. This is me signing out and hope to see you on the next episode. And as usual, don't forget to stay curious.
I have Vijay Shankaran 